The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio. And I am so excited. What a great week it is in Seattle. We finally had some sunshine this last week, which was really amazing after, what was it, like 40 or 50 days of rain or some crazy thing that we had? So anyway, um, if you're like me and our wonderful listeners out there, you're starting to see spring emerge. And, um, you know, it's a breath of fresh air to kind of see that. And we have a breath of fresh air in our studio today (laughs) because one of our favorite people in the world are here, Kelly Smith. Thank you. From Care Partners Senior Living is here. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show today. And you know, we have been this month of February talking about seniors' health and wellness. Yeah. And um, we've kind of been through the gamut of talking about different types of health aspects. But I wanted to save kind of the best part for last okay. when we talk about senior living. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do think, Kelly, in many cases, still we have listeners out there that think of senior living like a nursing home from 20 years ago. <laughs> well, let's don't... be honest. That That's all a lot of people remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet it is, it exists, senior living imp- actually improves quality of life. And so I wanted to take all day today, this whole show, and I would like to talk to you a little bit about what that means in a an environment in senior living okay. and how we can talk about it. And so First, Kelly, I would love to talk a little bit about just general seniors' health concerns. Sure. Like, what are some things that you look for in, in health care? Well, a lot of times when we're talking about seniors and their health, mm-hmm. what, what families come to us and they're concerned about mm-hmm. are fall risk in their Huge. homes. Yeah. Um, nutrition. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad aren't eating right. We're really worried about it. Very, very common. Uh, medication concerns. Uh, they're not taking their medications on time or not at all. Or that overdosing. Overdosing. Oh, dad took his blood pressure medication three times in one day and then mm-hmm. not for the rest of the week. Yeah, you hear yeah, those yeah. kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, socialization. They quit hanging out with their friends because they don't drive at night anymore. Right. They're isolation. Isolation. Depression. You know, depression, those kinds of things. Um, that's those seem to be the top uh, concerns that that families have for their loved ones as they age. You know, Kelly, you say that, and I always tell families, if you're asking the question, "Is it time?" It probably is. Yeah. Because here's the thing that I think a lot of us as adult children, um, we feel like we number one don't want to pry into our our parents, you know, um, life, we don't, we avoid confrontation, just difficult conversations. And so what happens is, is that we tend to hold back or, or this big old denial factor is written across our forehead. We really don't see things as they see. And I think a lot of times, especially the, the adult child that's there from day to day, they may not notice little things happening, like a sibling that may come to visit a couple times a year. Right. And then they'll see this dramatic shift, and they'll look at, like, what in the world is going on with mom or dad? Is that, do you find that that happens well, well, a lot? quite a bit. And then you mm-hmm. wind up with siblings arguing, oh, because how, how dare you say that, you know, mom and dad are slipping? And let's be honest, if you've had a strong, like, for example, in my family, my mm-hmm. dad... 
my dad's always been a rock star. Yeah. He can do anything. Yeah. You need your roof fixed, your car fixed, something. you got a question about anything. Mm-hmm. We go to dad because yeah. dad has the answer. Yeah. Well, Superman loses his cape. And those kids get scared, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And we've always looked to dad for everything. My mom's in the hospital. We want to know how things are going. We look to dad, mm-hmm. okay? He kind of sets the pace for how us kids feel about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Well, when your parents get older and they get a little bit frail, the kids get scared. Right. Because, first of all, they don't want anyone else to see their parents like that. Right. They also don't want him to be embarrassed. You know, his... his um, Respect and dignity is a big issue. And a lot of times parents don't want to share with their kids Mm -hmm. what's really going on behind the scenes because Mm -hmm. they consider that their business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of aspects there. Well, and Kelly, I think the other thing that happens, which is really, let's just flip it the other way. Maybe daughter that's there every day sees dad and mom slipping a little bit. So then daughter talks to her siblings and says, oh, well, when you come up to visit next week, I want you to pay attention. Well, mom and dad sometimes can rise to the occasion for a a day or two, right? You bet. Can't we all? Yes. And so then the the argument happens on the other side of... Mom and dad is just fine. Yeah. I don't understand what you're talking about. Right. Why are you, right? making, why are you making this a big deal? Dad's fine. <laughs> yeah. So right. there's that piece. So it no wonder it's difficult sometimes for families to come together to to really understand when, you know, what are the benchmarks? And yeah. and so, you know, just really what would you say, Kelly, would be the, you know, the, the red lights? For me, the red lights are, again, over-medicating, mm-hmm. under-medicating. If your parents really cannot get the medication straight, that should tell you there's other things that are going on that you're not seeing, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has science experiments in the refrigerator. You know, you're going you're gonna to miss those from time to time and not get things cleaned out. That's right. not necessarily. Uh, uh, um, falls on a regular basis, that's, that's scary. At that point, you need to take a look. Is the house too big? Um, are there some other things going on? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can also be medication related. Right. Okay? It can be. Um, isolation's a big one. If they're not, if, they, if mom is holed up in that house and she won't let people in and she's not going out, you, you need to look at why. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a really, really big flag. Mm-hmm. Um, is she losing a lot of weight? Um, is there some weight issues? Or is she not eating right? Exactly. You know, you, you tend to kind of go... You know, when you go in and look at mom's refrigerator or whatever and see the same things are there and haven't been consumed, that's a that's a concern. And it is obviously- a concern. Now, again, I, I know for a fact, a lot of times when, when you've been married forever and your spouse is gone in the hospital, for example, and you check your kids, hey, did you eat today, dad? Yeah. And what he really ate was, you know, three pickles and, you know, <laughs> a handful of cashews because he doesn't like to cook for himself. Well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you go over there and cook for him and then he's still not eating... Something's yeah, wrong. Yeah. Okay, is it depression? Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening there? And, and that's when the kids really do need to have a, a, a family conference and right. just say, hey, how are things going? Or are they eating the right kinds of things? Well, that's which it. Is it. You know, it's like I know that, <clears throat> you know, we as families, a lot of times if mom or dad are still at home, it's great to maybe create some healthy soup and put it in a Ziploc bag and stick it in the freezer. You bet. And that way, you know, when mom or dad need to eat something, all they have to do is take that packet and throw it in the microwave and bingo, you've got a bowl of soup, which is really nourishing and it's got vegetables in it and all that stuff. So I always say those are kind of staples that 
if you have a loved one that's still at home that's not eating right but maybe not to that step, these are things that you could do. And if you, you don't bet. make soups, get them from a restaurant or, you know, order them online. You can get all different kinds of things. Hey, that I have was a just at the pile. grocery store mm-hmm. the other day, and there are some really great healthy options in a can that are easy to open. So we, there's lots of options out there to get some good, n- nutritious things into the house. Right. Um, but again, you need to find out what kind of things your folks like that they will actually eat. Um, I know putting kale in my mom and dad's refrigerator is not going to be an option. No, they're not going to eat it. <laughs> they don't like it. They're not going to eat okay. it. And that's okay. And that's okay. But you got to find things that make sense. Getting their house full of food that they'll never eat and then being mm-hmm. mad at them for not eating mm-hmm. is kind of counter counter into sure. it. It doesn't make sense. Sure. So, but again, it's 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 is it is it an opinion or is it a fact? Mm-hmm. If mom's falling, that's a fact. Right. If she's not eating the food you cooked for her, well, maybe that's an opinion. Mm-hmm. So you really need to take a look at, are they safe at home? Or is it because you're frustrated that they're not doing things the way you want them to? Right. Right. So right. that's a little bit of a difference as well. So we are talking again to Kelly Smith, who's a vice president of sales and marketing for Care Partners Senior Living. And we are so honored to have Care Partners on this program because They do things, you guys do things for assisted living to help seniors, independent living. Yes, ma'am. And and what I love about Care Partners Living um, programs is that the fact that you can start independent. Yep. Move into where you, if you need help, you've got help for assisted living. Yep. And if you have dementia or Alzheimer's or one of your spouse, let's say, you can still stay together. Yes, right? ma'am. We are. We actually had trademarked last year the bonded pairs program. I see. That's so I'm important. So incredibly proud of that. Who do we think we are that we're going to separate anyone who wants to stay together? Exactly. It's just wrong. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but mm-hmm. it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You keep those people together. It, it keeps right. them both happy. Right. Um, plus, it saves them a lot of money. And it's Huge. just the right thing to do at the end Huge. of the day. Huge. And, you know, realistically, in, in talking about, you know, when is the right time and what are the things, I, I'm just going to bring up one thing before we, before we go to the next segment. And that's the indications of furniture walk, walking. Yes. I have seen where if mom or dad needs either a walker to get around the house and they're still at home, or a cane. Cane sometimes is okay. But if they're hanging onto furniture, if they're having a hard time getting out of the chair, those are indicators that, number one, they could use some physical therapy to help get them some strengthening. There you go. And But the other thing is, is it may be at the point where they need a little bit better environment that supports them. And their home may not be the right place. Well, and again, is the house too big? Mm-hmm. Uh, have they got the home they've been in for 45 years they raised you guys mm-hmm. in, right? Mm-hmm. But they're only living in two rooms. Right. Totally. How many times have you seen that? Or they never go upstairs. Or that couch that they're sitting yeah. on is the same couch they've had for the last 20 years, and those cushions are shot. I knew of a senior her, whose bathroom was upstairs, and she couldn't go up there. And so all she did was there, they had a, she had a half bath downstairs. She would do sponge baths, and she said that those were just fine. And I was going, no, no, no. You need to but, have but, a real but shower. But again, are we looking at the big picture? Right. Why are right. things happening, and what's the real story? Yes. Sometimes it's just a matter of buying mom a new couch. Absolutely. Sometimes it's, it's a different supportive environment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, 
you also have to have a conversation with mom. You can't just come in and start ripping her house apart. No. You got to talk to her about no. what mom, why are you guys only living in two parts of the house? So on our next segment, everyone, Kelly is going to come right back and we're going to talk about, so when mom transfers to assisted living or and help, what does that mean? Yep. And what kind of support will mom get? So right after this, Kelly will be right back. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.